0: Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. Each week I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at that girl, the podcast and at Jackie on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyouevenmore.com. And follow us on Instagram at Love You Even More. Welcome, Emily Dupont, to That Girl, the podcast. Hi. Emily and I go way back and yet not that far because we're like new friends, but also old friends. Um, Emily is a movements and performance coach. And this is a really interesting topic to me. And I know so many of you others that she works with the body on all different types of levels, physically, emotionally mentally and spiritually, and we're really going to get into that today. So Emily, I always like to let people introduce themselves because I know you can do a better job than I can, so <laughs> tell everyone who you are and what you do.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I am Emily Depa. I am a movement and performance coach. I started my business, Unleashed Movement, about nine months ago now, but I've been in this... Field for
0: quit. Hold on. Stop. Stop. Turn your email off.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Was that me?
0: Yeah. It must have been right because I'm. Yeah, I'm closed out. Hold on.
1: I even put my phone on do not disturb in everything.
0: I know. I saw. <laughs>
1: oh, you saw. <laughs> um. Well, I'm quitting it.
0: Perfect. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry about that. We're gonna. No
0: worries, just... no worries. I'm so glad I was early, so we can just start from you saying thank you, Jackie. Blah 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 blah.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you so much. Um, well, thank you, Jackie. I'm very happy to be here. Um, as you said, my name is Emily Depa. I am a movement and performance coach. I started my business Unleashed Movement about nine months ago, um, but I've been in this field for. Uh, Well, I've been in this field now for about 13 years, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started as a dancer and choreographer. I got into personal training. I became a pta aide, and then I went more holistic and did corrective exercise therapy for people with chronic pain for about nine years, Um, and that's when I determined I needed to put all of my knowledge together into... Into something that can help empower people, enhance and sharpen their performance, and address underlying causes of dysfunction or challenge so that they can have a sustainable solution toward whatever their goals are.
0: Right. That's
1: what I do now. Yeah.
0: I love what you do. Um, The body is so important, and it holds so much of who we are and why we express the way we do, especially if you are in pain You're definitely walking around with pain that may be just tolerable, but your body has learned to tolerate it. You just put a reel out um, that was saying, you know, if you've been overcompensating for one area of your body, because one area is like upset, right? Um, That's, you know, just kind of jumping into all of it. Like, that's a real thing. People are walking around with, you know just their bodies out of alignment and things are just like yeah. not where they should be. And I think most people are like, Oh, you know, my neck, like I slept wrong. Oh, but it's been like a week and it's kind of felt like crap the whole time. I'll be fine. It'll be yeah. fine. And then something huge happens. Like that happened to me last year where I was like, Oh, I just need a new pillow. And then I tried four new pillows and I was like, huh, why is my neck so bad? And like, I kept thinking, Oh, I should go to a chiropractor. I should go. I should go didn't go. And then I really <laughs> hurt myself. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and that's what happens. We're all just like, put it off, put it off, put it off. Yeah. But why don't you explain what that is actually doing inside physically, but also we'll get into like emotionally what that's connected to as well, but physically.
1: Yeah. Um, wow. There's there, I feel like there are th- three different routes I could go with this, but this is a, this is a great example because we all, we all know this in some way or another. Um, first of all, we carry imbalances in our bodies, even if we think we are (laughs) perfectly balanced or even if we aren't dealing with, uh, pain necessarily, that just means that whatever imbalances we're carrying haven't, haven't turned up their volume yet. Um,
0: that's such a great, that's such a great (laughs) way of putting it. That's so true.
1: Yeah. And I, I definitely don't say that to, um, create fear in anybody. It's more that things that can seem like they arrive out of nowhere are usually not things that have happened out of nowhere, but a compound effect over time that sort of snuck up quietly. And then this final thing is the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, where, okay, your body's been quietly compensating not a big deal. And then eventually it was no longer in a position where it could sustain that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that is when pain will kind of manifest, especially when you're doing something innocent. I, when I worked, um, at the clinic, you know, a while ago, it would be like, I was reaching for my coffee cup, my coffee cup. And then like, now I have a seizure or a seizure. Now, now <laughs> my <hope> muscles not. <laughs> have seized in my back. No, I, yes, I would hope <laughs> Well, now my muscles have seized in my back and I was just reaching for my coffee. Obviously, yeah. getting the coffee was not the problem. The position of your body and the position that it held over time, it was like getting to a breaking point. Yeah. And we tend to not notice the buildup. We just notice when it's gotten really bad. And I guess that would be true with a lot of things in life.
0: Um, <laughs> that is very true. It's a very good point.
1: Very true. Um, <laughs> And, you know, there is definitely when there is pain, most of us get a little panicked. We get a little nervous. I think that actually is why a lot of times people avoid going to see a medical practitioner because they don't want to hear bad news um, or they don't want to take medication. And so they're like, you know what, I'm just going to ignore it and hopefully it'll work itself out. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> we've, I mean, we've all done this. Um, and and occasionally, sometimes things do work themselves out. However, uh, maybe I shouldn't say work themselves out. Sometimes things quiet down. Mm. Um, but the the root of why that happened, the the root cause of why that happened, has can, it continues to go ignored. Yeah. And then we have in my reel yesterday, I talked about episodes where, like, twice a year, my back goes out. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're not addressing the root reason. And for example, I'll use the neck thing as an example, and I can relate because I, I had an out-of-nowhere neck experience a few years ago too. Um, most of the time when people are experiencing um, restriction in the neck or a limited range of motion on one side or whatever, uh, we can typically trace it back to imbalanced hips. Either there's a hip elevation... Yeah, I know. And it seems like the neck is so far from the hips, but, uh, if one hip is elevated or what the pelvis is tilting in different directions, the spine is only able to do what the platform is allowing it to do. And the platform for the spine is your hips and pelvis. So if there is a misalignment in the hips, there's going to be a ripple effect going up the spine, your neck is your cervical spine. Mm -hmm. And then it's impossible for your head to even sit straight, you know, and then there can be some compression somewhere. And I say all of this because getting a massage on your neck, or, you know, doing something at the site of where you have the discomfort might provide temporary relief, Mm -hmm. but it'll likely you'll get a recurring episode If you're not addressing where it's actually coming from, which can, which can seem far away, but it all exists in the same body. So yes.
0: Girl, I get it. I so feel you. I get it. (laughs) Um, yeah. And also I think too, you know, maybe, you know, something has gone wrong and you went to the doctor and they're like, Mm -hmm. you need to do more strength work, like strength exercises. Like your core is like non-existent. Your body has no muscle. It needs to hold itself together and sure. you're like, oh, and that would help. And he's like, yeah, or she, I'm sorry, they are like, yes. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then you never do it. What is that about? Why Why do people just self-sabotage like that, especially with their bodies? I feel like people, either you're way into your body or you're just like, eh, I'll be fine.
1: <laughs> right. You know, I feel like the self-sabotage question, I'm going to ponder that while I answer the other question. Okay. Um, huh. Okay. So with, with the strengthening, you know, this is, if, if your doctor believes that the body is capable of healing itself, which I'm going to say, get yourself a doctor who does Mm -hmm. believe that the body can heal itself. It might take you longer to find them. But um, if the doctor, if the doctor you're seeing does believe in exercises or strength training, you are already in a better category than most where you would get prescribed medication and you know, there can also be the philosophy that like the way your body is right now is the way it's only going to be or always going to be. And it's only going to get worse, which isn't true. Um, I think so strength training, uh, it's important for everyone, I think to have that ability and to be able to move weight around in a functional way. Um, The, the key ingredient that is missing in that direction is strength training, super important, strengthening the alignment that caused the pain in the first place is just going to lead to more trouble because you're strengthening an imbalance. You're strengthening a dysfunction or a compensatory movement pattern. And sometimes we don't often, we don't, we don't know it. Um, and so we're just trying to get stronger or we're told that we need to strengthen our core. So we're doing planks or so we're doing crunches. Mm-hmm. Maybe our form isn't great or maybe our fo- form is as great as it can be with an imbalanced body
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and the intention is great. But the most important thing is that you're strengthening an aligned body. You're strengthening a body that is as functional as possible. And until you're aware of those things, you can kind of blindly go down this path, not knowing that you're enforcing habits that you're trying to break, you know? Right.
0: That makes yeah. a lot of sense because yeah. So I have a knee issue, she's a little, you know, persnickety here and there. Like right now I've been sort of like offsetting and I'm like, you're okay. It's Okay. Um, cause I've been doing, you know, just certain exercises that, and I clearly like, I need to go get adjusted at my chiropractor for sure. Cause I'm very flexible. I'm a flexible person and it likes to go out quickly. Um, so I'm like, I know part of my like hips are actually off and that's kind of causing that, but, right, right. but you know, well, a, what if someone's afraid of a chiropractor, what else could they do to align their body so that they can strength train Mm. Um, properly and not continue to hurt themselves.
1: Yeah, um, and I can give one layer to the sabotaging I can oh, give a, <laughs> one layered an answer to the sabotage question. I think a lot of times people don't know what to do so they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they don't feel like they have a structure it can, you know when it seems so big and so overwhelming that you just don't even start. I mean this happens for all of us. in different. I don't
0: ways. know what that feels like now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not me, maybe everyone else yeah um, Not me. <laughs> So so that could definitely be one thing. Um, and then with what can people do if they don't want to go to a chiropractor So this is de- well this is definitely now where where my work comes in because um, if you trust your chiropractor, I think you know that's great because they help you with alignment. The tricky thing the tricky thing about any sort of external source, that is creating your physical changes is that it's the external source creating the physical changes and not your body, not on a neuromuscular or cellular level, you're not creating those changes so that it's harder for you to replicate and sustain. Um, okay. that's frequently why frequently, why people have to go back to get adjusted Often because the body doesn't know how to hold this position unless your chiro is giving you exercises to do to support the adjustment and you do them. Usually you have to go back. Um, so muscles, uh, move the bones and your brain tells your muscles what to do in order to move those bones. So a lot of times the work that I do with my clients and the work that the the corrective exercise field as a whole, but specifically the work that I do allows your body to make adjustments on their own. You start to create change in your joint position and restore balance by retraining muscle groups to hold your body in a different position, one piece, like one piece at a time. And when you are the person creating that stimulus, it's coming from, it, it's intrinsic I support I suppose you could say it that way yeah. it's coming from within you so then you know how to continue that habit and you're simultaneously training your nervous system and your brain to hold that position over time right and then you are creating your own adjustments and then when you go to workout or exercise you're already you are already moving from a more functional and balanced position and it's truly tremendous how quickly you can affect change in the body. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to take months or years. You don't even need to be perfect to to like receive benefits from a workout. You just need to be a little more balanced than you are right now and it is already yeah. going to feel worlds different, you know. So Right.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's so true cuz you yeah. know when you are, you know, working out, like instantly your body is like, "Whoa, we're going to swell with a bunch of water cuz we don't know what's going on here and this sucks." But <laughs> once it kind of fades down after like 2 weeks, You just start to feel so strong and it's amazing how it just aligns so much better and you feel thinner and stronger and toner and you just feel, I feel at least personally, just so much more um, capable and just able to do so much more. And I'm always surprised at how well my body snaps into that. And like, you know, strength training is, I'm not new to this at all, but I don't, I go through phases of like, maybe I'm like really just into yoga (laughs) or
1: maybe I'm just totally
0: right. You know, it's like just different Mm -hmm. areas. And lately I'm like, no, I've really got to like start doing more strength training again because I feel real flappy. Um, So I love all of this. Are there any kind of small techniques that people could try today to help with their alignment?
1: Uh, Well, that's that's a beautiful question. Every individual is unique, of course, but what I do think everyone can relate can relate to is if you look in the mirror and do an assessment of yourself, look to see if you notice your shoulders are in line with each other or if like one collarbone maybe sits (laughs) higher than the other. Uh-huh. Um, we're, I'm going to go very, very basic here. Right. Or if you notice that one trap muscle is like more developed, um, for women, um, or people who identify as women, um, like if one bra strap keeps sliding down, it's usually not the bra. It's that that shoulder is lower. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So take a look in the mirror, take a look at your shoulders, do the same with your hips. Um, take a look and see if You even notice that maybe the waistline on one side of you is more pronounced and the other is more lengthened. That can tell you that there's an imbalance in the hips.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Take a look at your knees. Are your knees facing straight ahead or are they facing outward? Are they facing inward? Um, And take a look at your feet. Now, All of these, the shoulders and the hips should be in line with each other. The knees should face forward. The feet should face forward in your natural state, not by you trying to like fix your posture while you look in the mirror. And any, any sort of deviation there can start to point, even if you notice that your left knee turns in, but maybe you notice that you have like, a shoulder restriction on the right side and your right shoulder bothers you, that left knee turning in is a cue. They're not unrelated. Okay. okay. So nonetheless, if you're able to identify one thing in the mirror that is already empowering, even if it doesn't bring you pain necessarily, cause that's like, ah, okay. So there's an imbalance here that my body is working around. Okay. Okay. Um, I think there are two big things that you can do to gauge where you are in space. And the reason I'm answering the question this way is every body's path to realignment is different. And it's not something where I can just be like, I don't know, stand with your eyes closed and raise your arms straight up. And now you're aligned, you know, (laughs) but a good way for you to start to gain awareness of your imbalances that already starts to empower you. Mm-hmm. So try try these two things. Are you able to sit in the chair feeling that the weight is even between both sits bones?
0: I'm gonna try it right now. I'm yeah. not talking about now, it. Now
1: I can show you this, and I don't know if this is being um, video recorded, but I can it show is. you this because this is actually like a very, a very important. Um, position because we do it all the time. We can't avoid sitting, especially these days, right? Right. So when you sit, a lot of times people find themselves sitting like this. It happens.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> However, oh. are you able to get right on top of your sits bones, right on top of both of your sits bones? And you'll notice when I do that, the, the way I get on top of them is I tilt the pelvis forward just a little bit so that now my hips are directly underneath my shoulders. Mm-hmm. You see that, right? Right. And that didn't come from sitting slouched and then trying to pull my shoulders back, which a lot of people do, and then they feel like this isn't sustainable. They'll notice that their shoulders round forward, and they'll just pull their shoulders back, and then they get really tired because this is not a sustainable
0: solution. right. <laughs> Yeah.
1: However, notice if I simply tilt my hips a little bit to get right on top of my sits bones, if I'm able to do that, if mm-hmm. you're able to do that, that's wonderful. Now, naturally, my shoulders are just in line with my hips without me having to force anything. Amazing. That is something where if you're sitting at your computer and you're able to remind yourself not to pull your shoulders back from a slouched position, but to get your hips underneath you and feel, is the weight distribution even in my sits bones? Mm -hmm. First of all, your low back is probably going to feel a lot better. Um, But second of all, that's a cue because if you notice that the weight distribution isn't okay, then you're like, oh, wow, then this is This probably explains why I'm experiencing fill-in-the-blank, right? Yeah, right. Thing one. And then thing two is stand at the wall and try and stand at the wall with your heels, your butt, your upper back, and your head at the wall. A lot of people usually feel like they're going to fall forward.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Yes. You should be able to just stand at the wall. The wall is a map. The wall is a guide for your vertical alignment. You should be able to feel both calves against the wall. You'll know if you're carrying a twist or a rotation if you only feel one calf on the wall or if you feel more of the mass of one glute on the wall or if you can't even get your head to touch the wall because your upper back is so tight, don't force your head to be on the wall. But that also kind of helps you know Relative to a total, totally vertical plane, that helps you know how you're standing in space. So these are ways to assess, um, and the sitting, the sitting exercise of just getting your pelvis to tilt with your sits bones right underneath you right. is a quick way to realign yourself sitting.
0: That's so cool! I love yeah. that because we can all do that today. Like okay. I. I'm very glad that I sit up correctly, so I'm happy about that. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. But
0: but I so I'm always at a computer, so I'm always like that. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, stand up or sit up, sit up.
1: Right. And did you create that change by sticking your chest up? Or did you find that you created that change by rotating I, on your pelvis?
0: Yes, definitely the pelvis. Cause Good. it's easier. I have a question. It is easier. When you're so I have a multiple break of the same two ribs in the same spot. <laughs> so much fun. And uh, <laughs> um, actually, so fun fact, Emily and I were in high school together. Yes. And I was a couple years older than her. So I kind of knew of her, but she definitely knew of me.
1: <laughs> well, under, anyway, underclassmen, no upperclassmen. Yes. <laughs> and you're very talented. So I knew who you were right away.
0: <laughs> but what's interesting is that. When I was in high school, that's when the first break of those ribs happened. They like oh, wow. fractured and I and dislocated. It was really fun. And it was during um, it was during a dance like production. So I was going into a lift. My bad, I actually did it wrong. So I actually broke my own ribs on accident. And I, <laughs> I
1: broke my own ribs.
0: Oh, <laughs> so I was like, oops. But uh no, I mean it was it was very painful, but I went to the doctor like weeks later and he's like, yeah, you have a fracture. Like don't dance. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. So, okay. Anyway, they healed, but probably not as well as they could have. And then about four years ago, um, and, and mind you, those same ribs had always had a tendency to dislocate a little bit or like pop out. So like, since
1: mm, the initial fracture.
0: Yes. So I would have to go to a chiropractor because there's no way I could do that. And, um, anyway, they, they dislocated and they actually fractured again four years ago while I was running, but it wasn't like I was running really hard. It's like what you described of that was leading up to it. And I knew something was wrong. And I was like, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll just, I'll go next week. I'll go to the chiropractor next week, whatever. Nope. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a 42 degree morning. And I'm like, no, let's go run. What? What? People listen. This is how you hurt yourself. This is how I hurt myself. And then I had to walk my.
1: You were ignoring your body. You
0: right, know. right. So I do think that I have a little bit of arthritis now in that area because no matter what I do, and I'm really healthy. I try really, I try the best I can to take care of myself. Maybe I'm not the best all the time.
1: Well, <laughs> clearly, you're a human being, you
0: know. <laughs> right? Yeah. So if if someone has maybe like a little bit of arthritis somewhere. Um, what are something, what's something they can do to sort of help, you know, keep that alignment while also dealing with that pain mm. that might just be inside the bone at this point or joint. Is it the joint or the bone, the joint?
1: It would be the joint. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's very interesting. Um, so I ask only you-
0: interesting questions on this show. <laughs> no,
1: that's wonderful. I know. So, um, first let's, it, If there is, if there is anything that I was explaining earlier about alignment or misalignment that was creating some fear or uncertainty in your body, the goal is to actually empower you so that you don't panic so that anytime there is an issue, an issue, anytime there's discomfort, you can go, Oh, it must be because I'm misaligned and not, Oh, it must mean that I have this horrible condition now to piggyback onto that arthritis. Anything that has itis in it, I think, you know, is a scary label. Labels, labels can be um, overwhelming. And I'm here to make that less scary also. Um, Arthritis is simply inflammation of the joint. And if you think if, um, let's say you play guitar or bass or any sort of string instrument, that seems to be something that I think everyone at least knows that most people who play string instruments get calluses on their mm-hmm. fingers. Um, or if you weight train and you get calluses on your hands, right? What that is, those calluses are formed on your skin as protection from abrasion and your calluses are there to help you and they, it toughens up and the skin gets, inflamed and then it hardens Mm -hmm. so that you don't bleed every time you like play guitar or eventually when you're working out, you have tougher, a tougher surface when you're, you know, lifting a lot of weight and there's a lot of abrasion. Arthritis is basically your bone creating a callus because the joints are rubbing together.
0: Oh, or the joint, wow. yeah, the,
1: the the joint is like rubbing together. So let's say hip arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna make a crude example with my hand and this hand. And let's say this is your thigh bone, and this is um it's called the acetabulum, but this is basically where your thigh bone would insert at that part in your pelvis where you have your hip socket. Mm-hmm. And If someone has arthritis in the hip through dysfunction or whatever, what that actually means is now the the thigh bone can't really rotate too well in the hip socket. And there has now been a buildup of inflammation there that is hindering its ability to move. And so then when you try to move it, it it just grinds, right? right? And so arthritis is formed as a protection because it had to. Right. The beautiful thing about that, when you stop playing guitar or bass or when you stop weight training for a while, what happens to the calluses?
0: Yeah, they go away. They start to like
1: peel off, you know, they go away. Now, in the case of arthritis, and I'm not trying to say this happens in a day, but when you start to maybe, instead of trying to move the thigh bone in the hip socket, but you actually try to, move the pelvis a little bit so that the thigh bone can now have room to move over time, you are not enforcing abrasion. When you're not enforcing abrasion, the inflammation is no longer needed. Wow! And then your body can start to break down that inflammation and the arthritis starts to make its departure. Now... You don't need it to go from I 100% have arthritis to I 0% have arthritis and it needs to be gone in a month. The body, like, just like the body heals broken bones, like the body can regenerate tissue. The big thing here is that if you have the arthritis reduced by a, by a significant percentage, your ability to move is gonna increase. Right. And after a certain point, it doesn't really matter how much remains. If you are starting to restore movement, motion is lotion, right? And then the more you move, the more your body is able to, to resolve the rest. Yeah.
0: No one in the world has ever described it like that to me. And that made so much sense. Like, oh, good. Yeah. oh my gosh, I just, I know that I'm absolutely not alone, but that made so much sense. Yeah. Okay. I want to, I want to take a little turn into the holistic area because you and I both love this. Yeah. One of the things that I have tried to do with this rib injury, because the two times it happened mm-hmm. were oddly connected in some strange emotional ways. And what I've tried to do is work on what emotion might be trapped in that like area. And that That's sometimes and this is, this is very interesting. Sometimes it flares up a little bit because yeah, maybe I'm working hard or something, you know, is like physically like aggravating. sure. But most of the time, Mm -hmm. especially if it comes out of nowhere, it's because I'm feeling some kind of level of stress emotionally Mm -hmm. from different areas. And so what I've tried to do is actually work on the emotional wounding of what happened in that time and what, you know, what was going on, like trying to like release that emotional kind of storage in the ribs. Um, we store emotions all in our bodies. This is not like some sort of woo woo thing. This is like a real thing. You guys, <laughs> This is very real. Really. Like we are made of energy. <laughs> yes. So, um, quite literally. So it makes sense that our inner our body cells remember, even though we're always regenerating, they remember what we, t- what we tell it to basically. So if I were to say that to you, like, what would you, what are you already thinking? Like, as I tell you that,
1: As you tell me that when your ribs have a flare up, you can see that it's tied to an emotional event or mm -hmm. an emotional memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, I 100% agree. Um, and I think it's become, I don't even think it's about opinions and agreeing. I think it's, it's like data and (laughs) science. (laughs)
0: Right. It's just Um, science now.
1: (laughs) It's just science now uh, that really enforces this. First of all, from like the most, the most high, like high level aerial view of science, the endocrine system releases hormones in our body. And when we're stressed, our body releases cortisol. So that is literally when we are experiencing an emotion, our body releases a hormone. This Mm -hmm. is true of serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, like all those things, Mm -hmm. um, are because when our brain is, like when our brain is receiving the message that we are feeling a certain kind of way, then our body emits a chemical. So Mm a hundred percent, our body (laughs) responds to emotions. So that's the first thing in case there was any doubt about that. Now I
0: love that explanation.
1: (laughs) It's it's super true. Um, just like when we get sad, we cry. That's like a sad feeling. And then an emotion, like a physical thing happens. Mm -hmm. So, um, Okay. Yes. Uh, I think it's beautiful that you are willing to do the work of facing the emotional trigger that is being held in the body. A lot of times people avoid that probably because it's too big to face for a lot of people and they'll just go about it the anatomical route and then It'll kind of creep back in sometimes Mm. and you need to heal both. There's a physical component and there's a mental and emotional component. Um, And different parts of the body represent different things. I don't have everything, I don't have everything memorized, but um, I know that our hips store uh, fear and trauma. Usually when there is low back pain, it's because we feel like there's a lack of support or we're concerned about finances. Um, you know, the right side of the body represents the masculine energy. The left side of the body represents the feminine energy. Um, so when we start to experience pain on one side or the other, maybe we can link it to that, whether it's a parental figure or a relationship in our lives or how we're showing up in a relationship. Um, and you know, For me, especially, I'm not sure if your rib injury was, um, was it more like connected in the back? Did you feel it more in the back or did you feel it more in the front or in the side?
0: I felt both. So definitely at the joint and the back, but then it fractured both times right here in the very front.
1: That was gross.
0: Well, what'd you say? I'm like, so that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> so that was gross. Right. I was like, when it happened the second time, I just, I literally, hold on so you can really see what I'm doing. Yeah. I literally like held my ribs together as I walked myself home. I was like, do, 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 walk home. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was awful. Thank God for adrenaline because I didn't feel as much at that moment until I did about 20 minutes later. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Thank God for uh-huh. adrenaline.
0: So yeah.
1: a couple of things, first of all, um, I assume, you know, anatomy enough to know what do your ribs protect or hold
0: your, your most precious inner organs, the most, the big ones, all the big ones,
1: <laughs> <laughs> all the big ones, um, including like, I think what's coming to mind for me. And yes, yes. Many, many, many
0: organs, are organs. Stored
1: beneath those ribs, but like your lungs, right. And your ability to, breathe would be one thing. Um, and in the back, if you were feeling that there, I wonder if these were times when you felt like nobody had your back. And I mean, quite literally, I'm sometimes these things like shoulder pain, because you feel like you are actually carrying too much responsibility on your shoulders. These things actually do happen. So if you, and, and maybe tell me if this feels true to you, um, but because the ribs connect <clears throat> at the spine and then there was a, a disconnect, right? So there was a, maybe perhaps a feeling of a lack of support and perhaps a feeling of a lack of protection and thus vulnerability. And like, right. maybe you felt like you couldn't breathe. Like when we breathe shallow, it's usually because we're tense or we're stressed or we're nervous and, or we don't feel safe. And, This whole container that's supposed to keep everything together sounds like, you know, if this is the the part that's susceptible to fracturing on the left side, on the feminine side, I'm just wondering if you felt like there was any sort of like threat to your support or your protection. Um, I'm kind of just riffing here, but that's something that comes to mind when you tell me about this recurring
0: injury. I definitely did did feel that at both times. Strangely, it's on my right side. All of my injuries. Oh my gosh, you're right. uh, Yeah. So (laughs) sorry. Yes. (laughs) So all of my injuries occur on my right side. They're Mm. all on my masculine.
1: Okay. Yeah. I
0: never have issues on my feminine, which you would think maybe somewhere, but it's all on my masculine.
1: Why do you think that would be?
0: Well, uh, if I really could like put this together with both times I operate a lot for my masculine and professionally but I think me too. perhaps I'm on that <laughs> Me too, me too. We're all doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that you know both times I was in really toxic relationships with people mm-hmm. and so I think that maybe my masculine was like overacting and perhaps it was just too much. Like I was like, that's it. That's all I've got. And my, you know, my bones broke my like knee, just like my neck again, it was the side, you know, it just overextended. Like I pushed myself way too hard at both times. Like the first time it happened, I just was pushing myself really hard and dance. And the second time I just was forcing myself to go outside and run when it was like 42 degrees, which in California is really cold people, really cold. Okay. We're not used to it. So people in like Iowa, just don't judge, but yeah, like it, you know, I was both times really pushing myself. So that's very masculine, right? Just really Mm -hmm. masculine energy. And my body's like, stop enough. And then I really couldn't breathe. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah. And then you couldn't breathe. And you know, And so that could definitely be like overstepping or overloading your masculine side, like is something. And I will, you know, I will say, um, it's interesting because two points where I'll have, fortunately I know what to do when they kick up, but two chronic points Mm -hmm. are on opposite sides. My left, my left lower back will sometimes kick in and I'm like, Oh, I mean that it, it, makes sense that I like sometimes, inadvertently I'm being very vulnerable right now, but I'll inadvertently abandon myself sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, for the sake of others or for the for the sake of, I mean, I'm getting better about it, but sometimes yeah. I don't even realize that I have like overextended. Um and I had a like a few years ago, it was it was so memorable um that it like still charges my nervous system when I talk about it, I had a really, really severe vertigo, neck pain, like a spasm in my neck. And then my, it, um, I don't know what the word would be like it seized and Mm -hmm. then my neck couldn't move. And that lasted for three months. And it was on my right, it was on my right side Mm -hmm. and it was completely, completely, um, it was initiated, or I guess you could say it started from a very intense emotional event that, like, was life changing. Mm. And it was not, oh, I slept weird. It, it was not, I did this crazy headstand and then just landed on my neck. Like I did, <laughs> it was nothing like that. Right. It was, I went to bed. I didn't drink. And then I woke up in the middle of the night with the spins, a migraine Then I had vertigo for a day. And then my neck just froze. And that was completely, completely, um, an emotional response. And when I did some research, your neck represents choice. And I was absolutely faced with a choice at this time. (laughs) And just as truly just as all of a sudden, as this came on, and this is to give, this is to give a lot of credence to when you do have an all of a sudden experience with your body that is emotionally triggered Yeah, just as immediately as it appeared. Three months later, it immediately had its last day. Um, when, when, uh, a few things in my life had finally settled and I felt safe. I woke up the next day and I didn't have to cradle my head to get out of bed and it was gone. And sadly, very little exercise intervention could be done to solve it. Mm -hmm. And the, I didn't even trust a chiropractor to cradle my head. like my neck, it was just too stuck. So Yeah. yeah, emotionally, I mean, it's pretty the body keeps score. The body keeps score all the time. So Mm -hmm. I fully am with you on that. Yeah. Even from personal experience. Yeah.
0: That book is also amazing. Please all read that book. If you're into this live podcast, just go read that book and obviously hire Emily, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. (laughs) I know this is a long one, but this is a good one and I'm really enjoying this.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. It's, I think it's so interesting, you know, all of this talk, right? Like we've discussed like a really good section of like the physical aspect of it, but then also the emotional holistic side of it, which is so much a part of both. It takes both to make your body happy and to make it work well and to make it live long, you know, and the more that you are willing to, you know, be vulnerable with your emotions and dig deep and really figure out like, why is this happening? And have wonderful, like, you know, people like you that can actually like help you go through the things that you need to, to figure out how can we actually align better physically and emotionally. And it's just, you know, we only get one body and we all think we're going to be young and healthy forever, but you know, stuff starts to creep up. And like the moment that it does, it's really kind of, you should have been dealing with it before, but you know, Hey, now you're here. So let's deal with it now. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I just, I love this conversation because, you know, people are walking around with pain all the time that they mm-hmm. don't think about, they don't talk about, they only talk about when it really gets bad. And now I really want to go research more about what the neck means emotionally because I was like, was I making a huge choice back then? Like, you know, I need to <laughs> investigate. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... Between like the emotional and the physical side of it, you really can heal yourself. And this again is not like some woo-woo stuff. Like this is true science. Like your body is regenerating constantly, constantly. I I can talk about this because I just got an A in human biology, so now I'm a doctor and I know everything yes. about it. Now I'm a doctor. <laughs> no,
1: and you know I love if I can if I can just comment on that. Like I, it it's so true because this is the one instrument that we have, and when it's amazing how this is a feedback loop and it's a symbiotic relationship. So yes, when you heal some emotional stories or triggers or patterns, the body can release tension, of course, especially like, um, like digestive issues that has always been a big thing for me. And then as I started to mitigate the sources of anxiety in my life, my stomach miraculously got a lot better. Um, but on, on top of that, it's amazing too what happens the other way when your alignment in, uh, starts to get better or people's um, people's balance alignment and strength starts to improve it impacts their mentality they become more confident um, then they it's amazing how then their nervous system isn't so tightly wound because now they can trust their body now they're more open they're less bound they're when you adjust and change your musculoskeletal system, then that means all systems get better. Your digestive system operates more effect- uh, effectively and efficiently, cardiovascularly, um, yeah. all, all of it, the more aligned you are, the fewer obstructions in the road, right? Wow. So then everything operates better. And then that is gonna affect your mindset and your emotional health too. So it, it really is like a feedback loop versus just going in one direction.
0: Right. Yeah. I want to make one com- one more comment to that because you said when you really trust your body, and that man, I could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> yeah. but that is a big big deal to me, um, and it should be a big deal to everybody because your body wants to feel that it is empowered, and it is always telling you signals of. Hey, you should be afraid here. Or, Hey, you're safe here. It's always telling you this. And if you're not listening to it and you're constantly putting it in bad situations or in healthy situations, it's going to react physically. It's going to, you know, like this really did happen to me. I like, you've known me forever. Like I've always been thin, but I was in this really toxic, horrible relationship. I gained 20 pounds. I've never gained 20 pounds in my life. Like Ever. And my body was scared. Like it was so scared. And guess where all that? Yep. Guess where all that fat was? All around my internal organs, right here. It was terrified. And so, you know, I've lost all of it since. But like, even when I feel like, oh, I, I have a little bit of like remnants of something, like some sort of fat left over, lately, this is what I've been doing because. Well, hold on. Because there's this like very famous test. I'm sure you know it. it's uh, Dr. Emoto, where he has two glasses of water. They're covered. And when he speaks positively to and when he speaks negatively to, and then when they're frozen, you see the crystals. The positive crystals are gorgeous, the negative ones are scary looking, just really scary. And if you think about your body and it is made up of energy and water. What is happening if you're telling it all these horrible things all the time, right? And so lately I've just been like holding my body, literally holding, I'm going to be just really graphic, like fat that I'm like, I don't want this here. It's time for you to go. And I've been speaking loving words to it. Like, thank you. Trying to protect you. Yes. Like, thank you for helping me. Thank you for keeping me safe. And this is the big thing I say is, I trust you to tell me, if something isn't good or something is good, I trust you. If you tell me something isn't good, boom, I'm out of there. And it's, I'm not even joking. Like I know I've been doing some strength training, but seriously, I'm actually feeling like I'm getting smaller because your body listens and it's like, Oh, cool. Like we're not, we don't need this. We'll get rid of it. And it's just amazing. But if you think about just the water in general, what your cells are doing with all that negative energy that you're telling it, like, oh, I'm so fat. I'm so this, I'm so that whatever you're saying, your body's listening to it. And it's, it's going, okay, like, I guess we're not good enough. Like this miraculous instrument that you said, isn't good enough. Like, sorry, but like, if you guys like are doctors or into biology, like, you know, how amazing our body is inside. And it's like, yes, freaking magic. <laughs> like, yes. how is it working? How did this happen? Like, you just have to be so grateful that it works for you. Even if it doesn't work completely, it's working the best that it can. So be grateful, yeah. be nicer to your body, say nice things to it.
1: Oh, it's Rant so true. Over. <laughs> and I think it's interesting when you were saying you're doing strength training, strength training again. And you were like, if you tell me that it's not good, like I'm out of there. Um, that sounds like very different than that time you went running and you're like, you know what, forget it. Even though something didn't feel right. Like now that's like such a beautiful lesson learned where you're like, okay, body, I'll listen to you. And I wonder if um, this is like step one toward the path of healing your ribs so that they know that they don't have to like keep flagging an issue for you.
0: you Maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm. I just, it's so powerful what you tell yourself, what you tell your body and what you believe because it will react, and so yeah. all those all those pain sensors, you know, it's telling you like, we're we're upset, something's wrong, or maybe yes. stop telling us we're terrible.
1: <laughs> right, exactly, and and that's why too, it's so important to listen because, just like for example, our pets, right? If only they spoke English. Oh, I but wish. Oh. Wouldn't it be so helpful? Because you take your pet, <laughs> like you'll take your cat to I. I would have this experience where I had to take my cat to like several different specialists before we figured out what was wrong, because it's not like my cat could be like, well, I get this pain when I walk, like, you know, <laughs> and so the body is the same way. And I think in, in, I'm not going to make some commentary on the culture of our country, but with this like hustle culture, and then also Um, the, I was a dancer my whole life and I was an athlete. So that culture of like, you play through the pain, move through it. If you're like, essentially, if you stop just because you're in pain, you're a baby, you're not strong. Yeah. Um, and while that is shifting some, and, you know, and then, like I said, this hustle culture of like, you know, even though you don't feel great, you're still expected to be on call at work and like Mm -hmm. all these things. This puts us in a place where our body's signals are just like muted. We just put the mute button on them. Yeah. Or, well, I don't have time to actually deal with this holistically, which is yeah. really ironic because in the short term, you think you're solving it quickly. But then in the long term, you end up spending more time and money trying to find a solution because these short term solutions are only short term. And so you keep yeah. going and going and going. But so, all of that said, a lot of times we have now just been trained to ignore these signals. And Mm -hmm. then we try to silence. We try to silence the signal and you save time and energy and money. If you get curious about it, Mm -hmm. you don't panic. Like I said, the majority, not all, you know, but the majority of issues that you're experiencing. And I, I don't even like, necessarily work with a lot of people in pain now. I work with people who are like, I don't land as well on my right leg. And we're like, cool, we can still address that by looking <laughs> at your alignment and function. Right. How empowering, you know? It's not like you were just born this way. But what what I was saying though, when it comes to pain, where your pain is is not where the root of the problem is. Um and so if you just get curious and you go, oh, okay, well, this pain must mean I'm out of alignment. That already should calm you versus going, what if I have all of these like issues (laughs) and what if I have this syndrome or whatever because people love to attach labels to things and then feel permanently attached to that label Mm -hmm. and it's disempowering. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, if you address the alignment and the function of the body, you can probably solve 85 Percent of the issues you think aren't solvable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Emily, you are such a joy. I'm so oh, glad to so be connected. You. Um, tell brilliant. people how they can find you and please go find her. She's the bomb. <laughs>
1: oh, thanks so much. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Emily DePau. um You can also check out my website. It's unleashedmovement.com. Unleashed with an ED. Movement. How perfect because my initials are ed. I just love that anyway, Aww. uh, unleashed My Instagram is at Emily DePaul. I'm also on LinkedIn with the same name and I look forward to hearing from you or answering any questions.
0: Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so happy we had this conversation.
1: Me too. This was really fun. Thank you, Jackie.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl, the podcast.